Tonight on Mega Guys and Dolls, Brian Protodude Austrian is Nathan Detroit, LBD Night Train slash David Oxford is the entree, and this is the Fully Charged Podcast. <laughs> Guys and Dolls. Right? <laughs> yep, that's the one. Although okay. uh, I'm more familiar with the Jedi themed version, I have to say. Oh my gosh. The, the, uh, the Be a Jedi tonight. That one? That's the one. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> I forget what I forget what inspired me to uh, do that. I think it was a Batman thing on Batman: Mask of the Phantasm that I saw earlier, and it just reminded me of uh, Mark Hamill doing that part. And it's like, hey, I can use that. <laughs> yep. Ah, use the forks. The forks. <laughs> ah, classic stuff. So, how goes it by you? It goes. It goes. I am very much enjoying Mega Man Fully Charged post Lightfall. It's shaping up. As am I. I'm also having to enjoy that in the, like, entirely in the place of playing uh, Monster Boy, which came out this week. I thought I would have a copy by now, but uh, for some reason, EB Games seems to, I guess you could say, in their own way, they are disincentivizing pre-orders because I pre-ordered, and they said in their email, comes out December 4th. As we record this, it is December 5th, and yeah, two days, no game. That's so, so dumb. So I'm hope. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's like, that's your whole business model, isn't it, guys? Right. And they're saying something about, like, a shipment or something, like, you know, apologizing on Twitter, and it's like, eh. It's like, they they, sh- they want you in the store. Like, that's that's how they're going to live, And they but they don't want you in the store. <laughs> Maybe this is why they're losing money, from what I hear. But, um... Yikes. Yeah, and, and like, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of built my evening around that. And it's just, like, such a lucky thing that I decided right before going out the door, it's like, you know what, I'd better call and check. And it was a good thing I did. Save myself some uh, bus fare and all that. Yep. Yeesh. I had to kind of uh, reconfigure dinner plans because I was going to pick up some stuff while uh, I was out there. And... Uh, at this point, and since we're recording today, well, it didn't come in today, so... At this point, though, without anything happening at this point in the week, I'm hoping it comes in by the time Super Smash Brothers does on, uh, Friday, so I can just pick up both at once. EB Games, man. Get your act together. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, in case anybody's wondering, like, uh, yeah, it's EB Games up here. They tried to do the GameStop branding, uh, switch over. It did not work. So... It's GameStop in the States and EB Games up here and I think in Australia and I don't know what they do in Europe, but yeah, that's the discrepancy. So, moving right along. Today we are looking at the bizarrely titled 22nd episode of Mega Man Fully Charged. Uh, this one is bizarrely titled because, like, the listings and that kind of thing, they call it Enter Namajem. Uh, but the title card, it just says Swish. Yeah, that really threw me off while looking up this episode. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, did they skip something? Am I missing something? What's going on? But yeah. eh, near as I can tell, that's just how they're doing it. But regardless of what it's called, uh, both titles are fairly appropriate. The synopsis tells us that Namajem, the mysterious 
Lieutenant of Lord Obsidian that we saw at the end of Lightfall, attacks Mega Man using a variety of powers, revealing that they both can replicate schematics, although Namagem can carry more than three at a time. Mm, see, it's, I don't know, this three at a time thing. Yeah, I mean, it, well, to their credit, it's not like it totally came out of nowhere. There's at least one episode's worth of foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe that was supposed to be a solid rule that somehow slipped through the cracks early on and they decided, hey, we gotta make sure that people know this beforehand. Or maybe it's just something they kind of said nothing directly contradicts it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm, I'm, a cur I'm curious as to the process that led us here. Yeah. I mean, part of me wonders, like, was Mega Man initially, after getting, you know, really badly damaged or whatever in a fight, did he lose that ability to hold all eight, or, and they didn't talk about it? I, I, I don't know. Oh, that, that's an interesting yeah. idea. Knocking yeah. Mega Man for such a loop that he can't hold on to all of his weapons. All right, all right. No, I don't know. I guess before we get into, the, like, the rest of the episode, like, what do you think of this idea that, like, only holding three at a time? Uh, I mean, it kind of leaves it open for, like, future Robot Masters that he can get their weapons. Because, like, if he was able to hold all eight, th then that's another discussion in itself. Like, is he gonna have to get rid of one to make room for another? I don't know, this, this kind of cleans the slate just a little bit for the future. I suppose so. I mean, I was kind of thinking it'd be interesting. He gets the eight weapons, and then eventually number nine comes along, and it's like, oh crap, what do I do now? <laughs> And then he has to figure it out. And, I mean, I guess it's essentially the same thing, except just kind of, um, you know, pushed up a bit, sped up. The uh, only thing being, he still has the schematics. They're just back at the lighthouse, I guess, and he has to yeah. re-download them. That'd be interesting to see that, yeah, the shuffling, you know. Like, yeah. what, I, what am I wearing today, you know? In a way, it kind of reminds me of uh, Wily Tower from Mega Man the Wily Wars, now that I think about it. Ah, Except you just had a much larger... <laughs> you could carry eight weapons there, plus three tools, and... I forget if there's something else, but... Mm. You, you had a pretty solid load out there. Yeah, I have to look back on it, but yeah. So, uh, going into this episode... Yeah, an interesting thing. We uh, open up with uh, Lord Obs or I'm sorry, uh, Sergeant Knight and uh, Namajim. And there's talk of liberating robot kind. Now, that sounds a little bit familiar. Indeed, indeed. You know, just, just seeing Sergeant Knight kind of out of the Lord Obsidian armor, I don't know, made me think, like, okay, so it is armor. He's not, like, you know, hiding. Like, he's actually a robot this whole time. And, you know, and then we saw, how do you pronounce it again? Namagem? Uh, Namagem? You know, I'm not sure if they <laughs> pronounced it during the show. That's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, go... name it. I mean, I guess it could be Namagem. Namagem. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Nama Gem. <laughs> um, and seeing him in full armor, like, is that what he really looks like? Or is there, like, a boy underneath, like Aki? Kind of got my gears going. Well, I have a feeling he's probably going to be more like Aki than we realize. Uh, what's interesting is there's still no voice actor listed in the credits for him, so... I don't know. I, I, I think he sounds an awful lot like Aki, but with a kind of a different, you know, tone to him. A gruff kind of, yeah. Yeah. Antagonistic. Mm -hmm. Angry, maybe. Yeah. Kind of angsty, if you will. Yep. 
But yeah, I just it's interesting, like, you know, Sergeant Knight seems to be so anti robot in public, but then uh it's like okay, his real objective is to uh liberate robots? I don't know. <laughs> I mean I'm yeah, not misremembering, yeah. right? He he he, uh, he it, is anti robot, correct? He yeah, he is anti robot. And Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah it's and he blame you know, like his arm, the robotic arm, he kinda you know, blames on the war. Yeah, so I, I don't know, like, what? why the sudden flip-flop, if we call it that? Well, maybe it'll make sense in time. <laughs> I don't know. In any case, moving right along, um, Dr. Light gets to introduce a new invention in this episode, which is something he hasn't done a whole lot of in the series, now that I think about it. No, he, he builds sandcastles. castles. <laughs> <laughs> it rocks out and throwing up the horns while doing so. But, um, yeah, we get introduced to the episode namesake, the Spectrum-Wide Integrated Security Housing, or SWISH for short. And uh, Aki and Suna, they kind of get, like, just obsessed with the idea of flying, being able to fly with this thing, which is a little odd for the boy who can ride a flying dog, but I guess... You know, doing it personally is a little bit different, so... I guess. Because then he, like, moments later, or maybe a little earlier, he fantasized about the jetpack, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you got a flying dog, kid. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already flying more than most of us get to. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, kids. <laughs> what, what can you say, right? But, uh, yeah, they, that, that was just kind of out of left field, just all of a sudden. Can we fly with it? Is it good for flying? No we want to fly. We want to fly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, first we get to see that the uh, lab is apparently off limits to everyone. I don't know if that was firmly established before. Just that light kind of you yeah know, closes himself up in there. That was one of the things I kind of noticed for for Aki at least. It seems very off limits. But didn't Suna and Light go in together to fix Rush a while back or in Lightfall? I don't recall i, I think they, they emerged question. they emerged from some door but you know regardless they're they're really playing up this mis- mystery like what's behind the door this the mega key still don't know yet yeah uh something to keep an eye on for further developments i'm sure uh, i did like how they did the cutaway with the uh 8-bit again and i especially was amused by the perplexed expression that uh aki had at the end of it <laughs> Yeah, uh, was it the uh, the the dolphin? Like, yeah, <laughs> he, thinking of all the stuff he could see in there, and there's like uh, all the dogs, like you know, megazording into a dolphin. No, not Voltron. Wait, who who came up with that? I have no idea. The same person that wanted the kids to fly. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that would be a uh, returning writer, uh, Justin. Um, I'm honestly not sure how to pronounce his last name, and I'm worried any attempts are going to be embarrassing or get us bumped up to, like, you know, a higher rating, so... Uh-oh. Is it, like, an F-U-C-H-S name? Or... Uh, no, it begins with... It begins with the letter P and ends with Eniston. Ah, fine. That's... Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll do respect to Justin. I'm, I'm honestly really not sure how to approach that name. We'll call him Justin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that that would be the one responsible for this episode. And uh, again, the story is uh, by Man of Action. I'm guessing 
It's that springboard thing we talked about. Man, I really hope one of these days we can get somebody who works on the show in here to tell us just, you know, how, how it's made so we kind of have some idea on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, something that my wife caught is uh, when Mega Man's out and, like, saving people. The guy that he ends up saving from a falling ball of ice, the first one, mm-hmm. is wearing the clothing of the father of one Lan Hikari. Jack in, Mega Man! Power up! Oh, really? Oh. Or at least it sure looks like it. I'd have to go back from and a distance. The, uh, like, the brown kind of uh-huh. coat thing. Ah, okay. We were trying to, like, get a look at the hair. It looks kind of reddish. I think uh, Hikari had brown hair, but it's like, you know, it was like a nighttime scene, so yeah. that could be affecting the color. Ah, so, what do you know? It'd be a neat cameo of sorts, if so. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we touched on the three schematics thing. Um, Namajim, he's got a neat design as well. Uh, we kind of really get to see him, like, you know, in all his glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reminds me of somebody. Like, you remember uh, Super Adventure Rockman? Oh, yes. yes yeah, I do. something about him. I forget if it was Raw Tour or uh, one of the others uh, that worked under Raw Moon. Uh, but, like, one of those designs, it just reminds me a little bit of that. Like, just mm-hmm. not not in any, like, way that it's like, oh, my gosh, that, they must be using that. But, like, it's just, like, the lines and the colors and... It, it just seems vaguely reminiscent yeah. of it to me. The sharpness. Yeah. Speaking of sharpness, I think he has, like, a tail fin. He does, and he's... Yeah, like, in Lord Obsidian, he has two. He's This guy's got one. I, I don't know. D- does it help them go faster? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you'd think two would, but he's just got one. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's, yeah. uh... it's there for decoration. I don't know. I, uh... Yeah, the ba- his background, his, his character kind of fascinates me. He's, he's kind of like a mix between Proto Man and Base. He, his backstory, I don't know, I'm assuming is a bit more like Proto Man, but he acts more like Base. Okay, now when you talk about his backstory, are we you referring to something from those uh, like profiles that you've got hidden away? Or like just what we've seen in the show thus far? Uh, a little of both. A little of both, people. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> guess this is as good as mine, folks. But yeah, I definitely get more of a Proto Man, or I guess perhaps more appropriately, a Breakman vibe out of him than uh, base so far. But I, I kind of see the base as well, particularly in the color scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not very helpful yet. He's not like not a big brother testing Mega Man's strength. Not, not yet, at least. I don't know. I don't know anything, I swear. Not that far. <laughs> Uh, something else I, uh, really enjoyed in this episode, and I believe we saw it once before, is the effect of the lights at night. Just the, uh, I don't know if they'd technically be LEDs or not, but it's like an LED-like lights on, uh, Namajim, I believe, and, uh, definitely on Mega Man, just glowing in the night, and I'm just really loving that effect. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of... Much- it Tron, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I knew you were gonna say that. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's always the go to but yeah yeah that's uh that's what everyone thought of like uh mega man universe too the the design was very tron like i wonder if that was kind of the inspiration here i don't know yeah speaking of light so we got a little bit of foreshadowing from light about i guess mega man it sounds like at some point he's gonna need to step up uh for something big but what we don't know um my guess it 
it really kind of gave like a, a sense of preparing for war kind of thing from Light to me, even though he didn't quite say as much, but that was just the feeling I got. Definitely. You? It all, I think really it all comes back to whatever is so important about the Mega Key in relation to Mega Man, what it will do to him, maybe his body, maybe he'll get like a, I don't know, like a new form or an upgrade to fend off whatever's coming. But but yeah, this is it's really in the background. It's, it's, it's looming. It's building up to something. You'll become Mega Man X. Oh my god. <laughs> They're the same character for once. I, I don't know if I want that or not. But no, I don't. <laughs> th- there was kind of an underlying theme with the episode, because Aki was wanting to sneak a peek in Light's lab, and he wouldn't let him, and Aki's all like, you don't trust me, and like if he knew I was Mega Man, he'd trust me. And just the way things were going, by the end, I really thought that uh, he was going to come clean with Dr. Light, but that still didn't happen. Nope. Nope, nope. And and when it does happen, it's going to be like, you knew? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I said, with the foreshadowing, it's, it seems... It, it's, it really seems more like Dr. Light knows, so... Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, they have the same voice as after all. Sounds just like my son. <laughs> You know, you look a lot like my boy, but with blue eyes instead of, what is it, brown? Brown. <laughs> yeah, but with blue eyes instead of brown. Uh, huh, what a coincidence. That was a good Gary Chalk. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so you got any other thoughts on this episode? Um, ah, it was the fight between the two of them. That was great. I want to see more. Yeah, that's yeah, that pretty good stuff. Uh, kind of up there on the level of uh, Mega Man Lord Obsidian, I'd say. Yeah. The choreography they got going over there at DHX, or whoever's animating it, great stuff. So with that, we'll move on to the news. Alright, so recently we were introduced to... Wow, I'm trying to think of a way to keep this concise. Basically, with the uh, anniversary release, re-release, reprint, however you want to term it, of the Bandai's Rockman Cardis uh, trading cards, uh, Yoshihiro Iwamoto was brought back to, I guess you could say, kind of wrapped up some unfinished business in a short manga called Rockman X5F. Mm-hmm. And this this thing is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little romantic. I don't... You know, people keep talking about the romance between X and, like, Zero or seeing some thing. I, I just never see it. I, I don't know. Uh, it's, 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 there. it's there. It's there. And, and you know, the Bashonen look, or however you pronounce that, is, is very much a part of that, I think. <laughs> I, Iwamoto really plays that up. I guess. Yeah. They're all pretty. I, I don't know. They, they just... Uh, I don't know. Just... Like, maybe in some way, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, I ship it. Like, I mean, they're they're, they're obviously close. I, I'm not, like, denying that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah, Like, in some sort of, like, shipping, like, romantic way, I just... I, I don't know if I see it. I, I guess I just always saw that more as, like, you know, just comrades in arms, but... Anyway, um, yeah, as far as this, it basically gives an alternate ending to Rockman X5, and near as I can tell, it kind of puts a nice bow on Iwamoto's uh, version of the series. Mm-hmm. 
X and Zero, they have at each other and uh, tear each other up pretty good. And Zero, he uses his parts to basically uh, fix X up enough to be able to take on Sigma. In the... Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know if I want to spoil the whole thing. Is, is there enough to, here to spoil, do you think? Um, I don't know. The image has been floating around. The, the spoilery image, you know. I, I don't know. Should we? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should leave it to the uh, listeners and we can okay. revisit it at some point. Sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, over on the uh, themmnetwork.com, we've got, I've got uh, translated uh, scans, scanslations, if you will. They're they're uh, posted there. You can check it out for yourself, and uh, you know, let us know if you want us to discuss it further in more salacious, spoilery detail. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, with that said, do you have anything else to add on that subject? All I want to say is, someone please bring Iwamoto's Mega Man X stuff here, in English. We're dying for it. I would love to see that. Uh, calling out to you, Udon. With that, that brings another episode of the Fully Charged Podcast to a close. As always, you can go visit us on SoundCloud directly and get the podcast there. Or if it's more to your preference, you can check us out on iTunes or Google Play. The hosting fee is ours, but the choice is yours. If you want to visit us on social media, you can find me at the MM Network on Twitter. And for the time being, uh, you can also find me at the MM Network on Tumblr as well, for as long as that's a thing. And you can also look up the Mega Man Network on Facebook. And the MMNetwork.com, as I said, is where I do my postings. And you can find me, ProtoDude, on Twitter, at ProtoDude. And my blog, Rockman Corner, is right there when you search it into Google. Or if you want to put it in the address bar, it's www.rockman-corner.com. And for ProtoDude, this is LBD Night Train saying everlasting peace out.